Welcome back to Sportsish, the podcast, a place to make sports fun, cute, and easy, a place to bring you the sports and the ish. It's not your boyfriend's sports news. It's sports for the girlies. My name is Lily, and I am your host. So I'm not naive enough to think that you guys are here to listen to me. I know you all saw who is featured on this episode, and I know you're here to listen to her. The incredible Lisa McCaffrey is here. She is the mother of Christian McCaffrey, one of the hottest players in the league right now. And I'm not talking about looks, although absolutely 100 million trillion percent, yes, in looks. But he is incredible. He's leading the NFL in rushing yards this season. Obviously, he plays for the 49ers. If you know football, you know they are one of the best teams in the league right now. They're 5-3, and three, but they are first in the NFC West, which for non-football fans, you know, the divisions, the East and the West, and the AFC and the NFC, it can get confusing. But just know that Christian McCaffrey is an electric player, especially this season. And I got to sit down and interview his mom. And that's who we're going to hear from in just a few minutes. Before we do, I wanted to recap a few things. I did promise last week that I would give you guys a little update after I ran the New York City Marathon, which I did. I made it. I survived 26.2 miles through all of New York, all five boroughs. It was the most incredible experience, but the hardest thing physically I have ever done, and that actually does include my labors for both of my babies, I would say it's it was harder than that for me personally. Now, I had relatively easy labors, so who knows? But 26.2 miles is a very long time. It was not easy, but I finished. Next week, we are going to do an Ask Me Anything podcast episode. So I'm talking marathons, I'm talking sports-ish, I'm talking my personal life. Whatever it is that you want to know about, we're going to cover next week. This week is all about our incredibly special guest who we're so excited to have. Other than the New York Marathon, which just provided all the content in the world this week, I think the thing in the sports world that I am most excited about and just want to make sure that I promote, I think it's imperative that Every woman knows about the National Women's Soccer League Championship game happening this upcoming Sunday at 8 p.m. Eastern. Now, why is this a big deal? Well, of course, it's the championship, but also two soccer legends are retiring. It is their last games ever, one of them being Megan Rapino, who plays for the Reign, and then the other is Allie Krieger, who is the captain of Gotham FC. And Allie Krieger as we've discussed previously, is in a bit of a revenge era. Her former partner is Ashlyn Harris, and they were married for four years. They share two children. And the same week as Allie was going to play her last regular season game of her career, Ashlyn filed for divorce, and Ashlyn is now with actress Sophia Bush, who also divorced her husband, Lots of rumors that there was flirting and somewhat of an inappropriate relationship before divorces were finalized. And now Ashlyn is dating Sophia Bush and Allie Krieger is in a revenge era. So I would love to see nothing more than Allie Krieger and Gotham FC 
come out and take the cup home. A few other sporty items of business. So Skims became the official underwear of the NBA, which we love because, you know, the Kardashians have a way of dating around the NBA. And now all of these Kardashian exes are being sponsored by Skims. It's it's just too good. But then Skims today released a campaign with the Mahomes family, which feels wild for many reasons. Brittany Mahomes is thriving. She is best friends with Taylor Swift, now modeling for Kim Kardashian. However, people are coming after her because Kim Kardashian and Taylor Swift obviously have a rocky history. If you don't know why, a little refresher. Kanye West interrupts Taylor Swift at the VMAs. Kim and Kanye are later married. Kanye uses explicit language about Taylor in his song, and Taylor says she never consented to that. And then Kim posted a video online basically calling Taylor a liar and a snake, which then caused Taylor to go into quote unquote hiding for, you know, over a year. However, Brittany is now modeling for Kim, even though she's very close friends with Taylor. Since our last episode, Photos were released of Taylor having a watch party with the other Kansas City Chiefs wives and Brittany and Taylor holding hands. In my opinion, there's no way that Taylor didn't know about the campaign. I'm sure that Brittany spoke it over with her. And if I had to guess, now that Kim and Kanye are no longer on good terms, there is a chance that Kim and Taylor could have amended things. Um, for example... When Taylor was feuding with Scooter Braun, because he's the worst, Scooter Braun's wife came out in support of him. But then later on, Scooter and his wife got divorced, and it seems like Taylor buddied up to Scooter's wife. Also, Joe Jonas, Sophie Turner's divorce. Taylor buddied up with Sophie Turner. I think like there's potential for her and Kim to be decent friends or at least cordial. So I don't think Taylor minds that Brittany Mahomes modeled for skims. Maybe most importantly on the, the Tavis front is that it is a bye week for the Kansas City Chiefs. They have no games this week and it looks like Travis will be going to Argentina where Taylor is performing her concert. She had her first tonight. Travis was not there. He was at a charity dinner. And so many are speculating that tomorrow he will be hopping on a plane, going to South America, watching Taylor perform in the Ares tour. Can't confirm, sincerely hope this is true. There's nothing I want to see more than Travis dancing in the crowd, watching Taylor perform. So back to our guest, Lisa McCaffrey. Lisa, like I said, is the mother to Christian McCaffrey, a current NFL player, Max McCaffrey, who is a current NFL coach for the Dolphins organization. Then there's two younger players, Dylan and Luke McCaffrey, who is the youngest and he currently plays for Rice. Her husband and their dad, Ed, played in the NFL for 13 seasons and won three Super Bowls. I did a lot of research before I sat down with Lisa just into her life. And one thing that struck me is kind of how she was raised and then how she's raised her children. And she talks about this in the interview. But Lisa's father was an Olympic sprinter, just 
incredible, incredible runner. At one point in the world, he was considered the fastest man in the world. And I listened to an interview with Lisa and her mom, who both said that this man, Dave, while an incredible athlete, was a very bad dad. And that Lisa's mom basically raised her and her siblings alone. But to me, it feels like Lisa has cultivated the complete opposite environment in her home. From what I have read and studied, it seems like these boys have been raised in a very nurturing and loving environment that set them up for success, and now they're having that success. So when we come back, my interview with Lisa McCaffrey. The Sportsish Podcast is brought to you by Just Ingredients, health and wellness products using only real ingredients. We just received two huge bags of seasonal protein powder from Just Ingredients, the pumpkin spice and the apple pie. We made smoothies this morning. Everything is really, really good, and I feel really good about the ingredients. Completely clean, natural, minimal ingredients, and they taste good too. Use code sports.ish to save. The Sportsish podcast is also brought to you by Mixers. Highly absorbable, hormone-friendly, and enjoyable health solutions for women by women. Mixers just released their holiday limited edition advent calendar, which is so much fun. It's a box set that comes with 12 days of Mixers mocktails in just like the cutest colors and cutest setup. It's got 24 sticks total with all of their different products like Her Power, Her Boost, Her Greens, Mix Kids, which is one of my favorite because my kids love it. You can save on your mixers by using the code SPORTSISH. Well, Thanks. I mean, just to start off, we we are big fans of Christian, which means we're big fans of Lisa McCaffrey because you raced that guy, <laughs> didn't you? All me. That's it. Just me. Yeah. That no, I no, it's embarrassing. I'm getting way too much credit for anything. Um, I just hope he doesn't get like arrested in the next couple of years because uh, then I'll take a fall. But no, he's a he's a good kid. I I don't feel like I didn't do anything to uh, make that happen. He's got a great dad, a great husband, so I'm very thankful for that. He definitely played a part. Um, but uh, yeah, no, he was just out here for his break, which was really fun. Um, he he had a, a bye last week, so he came home, which was really really nice. And Olivia was at her bachelorette party, so we had Christian all to ourselves. So um, we were joking that we were going to dress him up for Halloween, take him trick or treating, and <laughs> tuck him in, tuck him in for old times' sake, like when he was a kid. So it was fun. Though. But anyway, it was fun to have him home. Awesome. Well, you not only raised Christian, you raised three others. We'll get to your parenting in a little bit, but let's start with you. You are quite the the sporty gal yourself. You are an athlete, and I just finished actually a few hours ago your podcast episode with your mom. Okay. You, Did you hear? I loved it. I mean, just gave me so much context to you. But, um, you know, I'm sure a lot of people attribute your athletic success to your dad, right? Your father, who was an incredible runner. But right. I've got this perspective about your mom and the athlete that she was. So tell us about your parents' athletics and how that maybe influenced you to play sports. Wow. Um, yeah, I was um, 
the like last kid by a lot. I was like kind of, kind of raised as an only child. And to be honest, it wasn't a fairy tale by any means. I had, my dad was a little rough. He was an alcoholic. He ran around on my aunt, my mom for 38 years. He was actually a horrible influence. Um, yeah. But um, looking back, um, I learned what not to do, what, how to not be a parent. I had great role models in my mom and my grandmother. And I had a best friend growing up who had beautiful parents that loved each other. They were just wonderful people. And I was at her house all the time. So I got a great, um, great role models in her parents. And I saw what it was like to have a loving relationship. So I pull back on that a lot. And I, you know, I just, in my head, I thought, I'm not going to raise my kids how my dad raised, raised me. Yeah. Um, because it was so volatile. It was so unpredictable. It was, you were walking on eggshells all the time. You never knew if you're going to get punched in the face or pat on the back. You know, every day was just like, you're, you know, you're constantly walking on eggshells and it, it wasn't looking back. It wasn't, it was, it was, you know, that was my norm at the time. But now after having kids myself, I was like, I can't believe that I like survived that. But, um, anyway, I did. And I, it, one thing, um, I wanted to go to a good college and I wanted to go far away. So yeah. I grew up in Miami. Um, and I also like, and I also, I, well, I kind of rejected sports in middle school. I didn't um, like sports because I felt a lot of pressure um, from sports, but um, all of a sudden I hit high school and I thought, wait a minute, I want to go to a good school far away. Sports are sort of my ticket. Um, if I you know want to do that, cause you need something besides academics. So I worked very hard. Um, I was also scared to do anything wrong too, <laughs> um, but I worked very hard. I got good grades and um, ended up going to Stanford, um, played soccer there. Um, and I love soccer. I was, a lot of my family played tennis and I didn't love tennis. It was an individual sport and I just felt like double pressure playing tennis, but um, I took to soccer and it was a team sport. And I just, love the camaraderie. I love being part of a team. And I learned how to like appreciate when someone else has a good play. And then, then when you have a good play, they, you know, they, they congratulate you. I don't know. It was just a really nice, almost like a little family on the field. And, um, I, I just really enjoyed that. And I love team sports. So anyway, um, I, but my mom, um, was a really good tennis player. Um, she wasn't able to play sports in college because of the, because of the era, because of the time, um, which was interesting. So, but, um, when she was older, we grew up and we were in Florida and she took to tennis and started playing tennis later in life and ended up playing. I think she was number two in 35 and hundreds in, in all of Florida. And I just remember watching her play and she was like the energizer bunny. She, she wasn't particularly like a strong, heavy hitter. She wasn't like a Serena Williams. She was more like a Chris Everett that she'd just get every ball back. She would just wear people down. And I just remember her coming home from like three, you know, three hour matches, three set matches and coming home victorious. And she, she like started to come into her own. I think that helped give her confidence that you know, she didn't, I don't know if she didn't, she was very, she got great grades. She went to Duke and, um, but you know, back then the role of a woman was, you know, to be a housewife and have kids and, you know, create, you know, have the perfect family. So I think, um, sports really helped her find herself and branch out. And then she got into politics and, um, it was just really kind of inspiring to watch her kind of blossom and come out of her shell later in life. And, um, she was just a great role model and she was just a wonderful mom to me. I learned how to be a mom from her and my, and her mom was like the epitome of love. That's all I can say. Her mom was just like amazing. I spent a lot of time at my grandmother's. Um, thank God. Cause she was just, Oh my gosh, she would just sit there and she loved kids. She, I just look back. I'm like, gosh, I don't, I was thinking, I don't 
like, I can't even imagine my grandmother sinning or doing anything wrong. That sounds so silly, but like, she was just in my eyes, she was such a saint. So just the epitome of love. She, she just, you know, was just such a great, great role model too. So, um, I'm so thankful. I had a great mom and great grandmother to, uh, sort of model myself as a mom after. Um, so I, I appreciate them, but yeah, I took to soccer. I played five different sports in, in high school. Um, but soccer was probably the one I excelled at the most. So ended up um, playing that in college, thank God. And, um, had a great experience in college. So yeah, that's my, that's I guess, sport story. <laughs> well, and I'm sure that like you do, you get attributed to your, the athleticism because of your dad, who really was, I mean, Olympics, like big time runner, but I yeah. love that you're attributing it to your grandma and your mom. And you were an incredible athlete. Do not sell yourself short. I, uh, I've, I've researched and I'm, I'm really, really impressed. <laughs> Um, okay. So your four boys, while they could attribute it to their dad, who was an incredible athlete, you also should take a little credit there. Oh, well, thanks. I'll thanks. So whatever. Yeah. Um, I don't think Ed could, I will say this, Ed is an incredible athlete. Oh my gosh. He could, you know, play basketball, like nobody's business in football. Obviously it was incredible. Um, but he wasn't really good at like cutting as much as so, and Christian's very good at cutting. So I'll give yeah. it, I'll, I'll take credit for that. So amazing. I was able to do so whatever. I don't know. Anyway. Cool. Okay, well, let's, you're at Stanford, and you're playing soccer, and you meet your husband. Tell us that story. <laughs> well, I remember seeing the first time in the locker room thinking to myself, wow, um, he has, he's a, he's a, I thought he was kind of hot, but he has a really bad haircut. His great hair, but just a bad, bad haircut. I'm like, oh, he has potential. I remember thinking that. So um, and we met at a, a mutual friend's birthday party later on. This was a couple of months after I noticed him in the in the uh, locker room, training room, um, not locker room, training room. And um, I, I when we and he asked me on a date. So we went on a date and um, somewhere in the date, I told him that I cut hair, which I never have cut hair in my life. Um, I'm like, oh, I can't hear you. You know, I could give you a little trim. It'll be free. You know, no big deal. So we went home and I, he had a mullet. And so I cut his mullet off. So that's amazing. <laughs> greatest thing I ever did. So yeah, then I was like, then it was true love after that. True love. The rest <laughs> of the mullet. Oh, I love that so much. Okay. So what year was that? What year did you meet? We met my junior year. It was his senior year, but he redshirted a year. So we ended up graduating the same year. So it was my junior year. So. Okay, nice. And yeah. it was very quickly that he was playing in the NFL, right? Um, yeah, he played. Let's see. I think we started dating. He had two more years of high of us uh, high school of college, and um, and then yeah, then he got um, drafted by the New York Giants, um, the last pick in the third round. Um, right and so he went to he went to new york and he asked me um after he got drafted if i would go um with him and i remember well he asked me before he got drafted he said will you go with me wherever i go you know i love you blah 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 whatever oh uh, yeah. and i said um i said yes and um I was praying to God. It wasn't like a small town. Cause I wanted to get a job. You know, I have the, you know, I got a decent education. I'd like to put it to use. So I remember just yeah. thinking, oh, please be a big city somewhere. I think I, where I could find work. And he got drafted by the New York giants, which I was like, Oh, amen. Perfect. Yes. I'll go with you. So we go out there and I got a job working for public relations in the city, um, which was really fun. I worked there for three years. Um, I remember I'd take a, we lived in New Jersey, right outside of the city in Secaucus, New Jersey. I don't want to brag, but we lived in Secaucus. <laughs> it's where New York used to dump its trash in the twenties. So in the summer, it smells like trash. So yeah, it's, it's okay. right in the middle. It's nothing to brag about, but it was, uh, it was, it 
it uh, created some character in our lives. That's for sure. Um, yeah. yeah, no, I used to take a bus to Port Authority and then I'd walk two miles of work. It sounds so silly. I walked uphill both ways, but I would walk because my first like couple hours of salary would have gone to a taxi cab if I got a cab or, yeah. or a so I'm like, I'm going to save money. And so I'd walk. And then, um, yeah, there was a few times in the middle, like this time of year, I remember I would arrive at work, it would be dark. And then I'd come home and it was dark. And I like never saw this, never saw the sun, never saw outside um, while it was light. So that was kind of depressing some of some of those winters there in New York City but it was a it was a great experience I enjoyed it it, um, it was really fun so and then got pregnant there as last year um, with our first son Max and um, then I um, stopped working after I had Max and that was when he all of a sudden got cut by the Giants went out to San Francisco he played there for one year um, and then from there went to um, Mike Shanahan got the head coaching job at the Denver Broncos and brought um, Ed with him and me along too Knocked yes. up. No, I had a baby then had a baby. And then, yeah, got, um, got a trade or, or picked up by the Broncos and was, we've been here for nine years and we've stayed in Denver ever since. So it's been a great place wow. to raise kids. So great. Okay. And so NFL wife life, we, uh, we interview a lot of athletes, wives, significant others. You're our first mom, which I'm so excited about for this perspective. But tell us about that experience, being a wife of an NFL player, bouncing from city to city. That, that's got to be a lot, especially with kids. Yes. Well, to be honest, at first we didn't have kids. So, um, and you know, when Ed was just a third round pick on the giants and they didn't throw the ball a lot. Um, but I do remember the first game I showed up, like I would have dressed like going to Stanford, like a Stanford game. I'm in like cutoff jean shorts and a New York Giants sweatshirt. I show up and these women were dressed to the nines and it was like, which one of these people just doesn't belong here. It's like, wow, I don't quite belong. I didn't feel like I belong, but, um, but I ended up getting to know the, and getting to know all the women and they could not have been a nicer group of women they they took a took you know took me in for the most part um I remember Michelle Oates Bart Oates was the center they were a little bit older than us and they had kids already that she just they took us in and embraced us and you would cook for us and just the nicest people so it was so wonderful we made we still have friends to this day from that team Ronnie Barnes is still the, the head athletic trainer there we were great friends with him we're still friends with him he's just a great guy so oh it was just an incredible experience but I definitely didn't never felt like I quite fit in because you know, I was an athlete. I didn't really care about like clothes and makeup and that's just kind of stuff at the time. I didn't even know how to cook. And I did have to learn all of those things pretty quickly or learn to do a better job of it. But, um, one funny story, I remember, um, I had, I was sitting with my friend and she had some kids and I was going to go get something to eat. And I asked, Oh, do you, you know, I'll get everybody food or if the kids want food. And I got them hot dogs and, and drinks. And, um, I went and I was bringing the food down. I had all this food. I was, I was walking down the aisle and someone tagged me, the guy, look, they're on the goal line and Ed's in. And I like looked up and he had a touchdown and like a complete idiot. I threw every single thing I was holding up in the air and there was <laughs> mustard and and we all the wives were sitting in the same area got all over their like really expensive outfits so I remember oh my gosh Jeff Hoster's wife was wearing a fur coat and it got like in her hair and mustard in her hair and oh it was not not my finest hour so oh, anyway but you were yeah. so excited that's so I was so excited I didn't know what to do I like in a million years didn't think that was going to happen and that happened so anyway sorry guys in advance Wait. yeah that's amazing. That's hilarious. I'm sure. I'm sure they've forgiven you. I mean, when you. Oh, were, I hope so. I think hopefully they got the, the mustard and ketchup out of their hair and clothes by now. So it's all good. It's all good. Okay, fun. So and then, like you said, you had Max, and pretty soon after, had Christian, and then two more boys. Tell us about being a total boy mom. You are the epitome of a boy mom. 
Yes, I know people like would see and they're like, you're a good mom for boys. I'll say that. So yeah, I wasn't afraid to get dirty and get on the ground and play with them. That's for sure. But yeah, it was, I mean, it's, I, I, it is physically demanding when they were young. It, I will say that. And Ed was playing at the time. So um, I'll be honest, a lot of it fell on me. And I just remember I mean, praying for the, for bedtime. I'm like, I just please one more hour. They got to go to bed. They got to go to bed and just trying to always catch up on sleep. And um, some of them slept better than others. It was just, I remember just being exhausted physically. And then of course, let's see, Luke was two when Ed retired. So the young Luke's baby Luke is the youngest. He's 22. We still call him baby Luke. He's the youngest and he was two. So like right after diapers, all of a sudden Ed decides to retire. I'm like, okay, yeah. After all the hard work, then you're going to come in now, take off and have fun now when they're a lot easier. So yeah, he retired. And then he, he coached their, their little league football teams, like all through eighth grade, which was really fun. It was an incredible experience. I'm really thankful for that. So, but yeah, no, it's just, it's physically demanding, but all I can say to moms and new moms and boys, boy moms it does get easier stick with it which nobody told me that because I kept thinking I don't know if I could sustain this for the rest of my life I am exhausted but every stage gets a little easier gets a little easier and yeah and then I will say then like going back to high school um for the most part they were pretty good kids so it wasn't that bad in high school but then all my friends my girl mom friends were like oh my gosh this is exhausting this is so hard this is so in general not you know it's not a textbook um case by case but uh, anyway they uh they're in general the girls were a little bit more difficult in high school so it was sort of role reversal after going through all that easy lazy toddler <laughs> usually perfect little girls that would just sit at the table and right. you know it wouldn't get messy and then my boys were all over the place climbing on the chandeliers on the table and yeah role <laughs> reversal in high school I'm like okay it's my time to relax a little <laughs> yes yes completely okay I this is good to hear because I I have a three-year-old boy and it is it's Wait, chaos. two or three how old is he three-year-old and then I have a one-year-old girl. So I'm like, I'm going to get both. (laughs) Yes. You will get a little bit of both, but you never know. So, I mean, I have other friends that have like girls that never had that like crazy teenage stuff. So you just never know, but how they're going to come out, but that's, that's great. You have one of each. That's phenomenal. Is your boy difficult now, or was he more difficult at two? Is he getting easier? Getting easier. He was like off the rails, like jumping off of everything, climbing on everything. And now it's like tamed down just a touch. Thank goodness. Yeah, that it'll and each each year it gets a little easier and then they start yeah. school. Yeah, all I can say is one thing that helped so much was also um, putting them in sports. They love sports, but just like you know, having a team and running around and then they come home like that that would that would tire them out. And yeah. So they were we did a, we signed them up for a lot of activities, that's for sure. That's so, great advice. Love yeah. it. And did you always think they would play football? I mean, it was in their genes. No, no, not I did not. I mean, we Honestly, I, well, when they were really little, we signed them all, I was them all up for soccer and Ed jokes that that's why they play football because I was, well, I was like their coach when they were really little. He's like, oh yeah. And then they turned to center football because I was such a hard coach, but that's not true. I was a nice coach, um, but they did start out start playing soccer. It was like the first sport available and they, they loved it, but um, they found out that football um, coincided with soccer. It was over, they overlapped and they all wanted to play football. I was, I remember Christian, we, we didn't want them playing until Ed was done, but um, Max got tapped to play on this team. They not because he wasn't good, but just somebody thought he would be good because of Ed's name. And yeah. Ed was it, it actually Ed's last year. And we're like, well, it might be fun. And all his friends were doing it. So he went to the tryouts and it was an open trial for all different ages. And I just remember telling Christian, you can't play. You're too young. And this was for tackle. I'm like, no way. He was seven years old. I'm like, no way you can't play. And I was holding that. And I, it was literally like the, like a horse 
in, you know, at the starting gate, like with Christian, I was like literally holding him back, like, no, no, no. And then finally Ed was of course playing practice. And I'm like, I was exhausted. I had the baby on my arm and Dylan trying to like, he was running around. I'm like, okay, fine, go. And I pulled my arm up and I'll just never forget him running out on the field, wide eyed and oh. the biggest smile. And I'm like, okay, there's no holding back. So right. he started at age seven. So yeah. <laughs> he loved it. So I, I'm, I'm, he, they loved it. They just loved football. That was their, that was their passion. All of them, you know, they, and they were, they did it on their own. They just, they took to it and they just absolutely loved it. There was no way I could say you can't play. So, which I would never do because they loved it. So. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's serving them well, for sure. It seems like <laughs> they it's still right. love it. So for the most yeah. part. So what is that like watching your boys play, particularly at a professional level? I mean, it's a dangerous sport. It's a, and Christian is a running back, right? So he yeah. guys are going after him as a mom. Oh, guys are so mean to him. They keep so grabbing mean. his helmet and moving his like head back and forth. It's yeah. so mean. So why are they so mean? No, um, I, it's a rough, I know it's the games are just, oh my gosh, I've, I've, I'm, I'm getting better as I get older. I'm trying to be calmer, but man, I used to just rip my fingernails off. I used to bite my fingers. I just, I get I used to get so nervous and I still do. But I'm learning as I get older how to channel it and be calmer. And I'm really trying to focus on that and, and realize it's out of my control. There's nothing I can do. It doesn't matter what I wear. It doesn't matter where I sit. It doesn't matter what I eat. None of it matters because I'll get these weird superstitions, but it doesn't matter. It's just, it's just him. And I need to appreciate he's doing what he loves. And he's on such a good team now, which is so fun. So which is such a so fun to be a part of. And I now I appreciate that after being on some some having some tough years in the past. So it's it's just I just have to say every moment so you never know which plays when you know when the, when it's going to be your last play so but he just he just absolutely loves it and I'm so proud of that he's found his passion and I just see him doing something in football probably for the rest of his life it just it kind of gets in their skin and they just they they can't get out of it can't get get rid of it so yeah my oldest son's a coach oh my gosh the hours of coaching coaches wives like need awards they need I don't know they just there should be a mandatory week spa for coaches wives at the end of the year like Mike McDaniel let me Katie your cute wife go to a spa and you take you take your well they only have one child but you take your baby let her go but yeah there should definitely be mandatory spa for all coaches wives after yeah <laughs> I I fully agree I mean coaching seems uh just demanding in a completely different way than than playing does it's time yeah time they are oh they are in they're gone and then even when they're home they're just thinking of football plays constantly so yeah. Max is engaged now to the other girl we love also so um yeah I, I, I talked to her about it but she has a great job so she's working hard so it's, it's fun they have a great life down in Miami so they're really enjoying it so fun. Oh, that's amazing. Okay. Engagements, lots of engagements in your family. Lots of engagements. Yes, I know. And I'm the mom of the groom. So I know my role, sit down, shut up and wear beige. Oh, what I do. <laughs> you know <laughs> what? I, uh, I've seen the TikToks with Olivia. It seems like you guys have the sweetest relationship. Talk to us about, about her. And then, you know, your other son's fiance, bringing these girls into the family. What is that like as a mom? Oh my gosh. I, it makes me cry because I love both of them so much. And I'm so thankful. We have some girls, some, some more estrogen to balance this out a little, <laughs> um, as mine dwindles, as I get older, they're bringing in some great, great women. So no, I do both of them. So during, um, COVID, um, we had, you know, lockdown and we had 10 people living at our house and Olivia came with her sister. And so they were locked down for, um, for, um, I mean, 93 days. I remember we tracked it and I really got to know her then obviously before they were engaged. And I remember just thinking this is what I, I I prayed for for my son like I just felt like she has 
her, she has her own life, but yet cares for him and he cares for her. And she just makes him a better person. He makes her a better person. And then it's just, it makes me so happy to have, um, there's a great person looking out for your son and being on his side and caring for him. And she is so much fun. And I'm just so thankful for the, well, I mean, I not obviously not COVID, but it was just so wonderful to spend all that time with her and her sister and everybody that was here. We just bonded so much. We had a blast. We had so much fun. And that was when I really got to know her. Um, and I'm really thankful for the time because I really bonded with her and um, I'm just so thankful he chose her and she chose him. I can't believe she said yes. I'm like, Ooh, she can't be that smart though. That's the only thing, but beautiful couple and they just seem so in love. Any, any wedding details that you can spill to us? Um, well, I know Olivia's announces it's going to be in Rhode Island and it's this off season. Yeah. Um, and it's going to be amazing. I know that I, I just hear little bits and things. So my best friend who, by the way, if you are a mom of boys, that's the other thing, cherish your friendship with your girls, your, your friends, your female friends, because you will need it. So I have this one girl, she's my best friend, Stacy. She's awesome. Her son is Olivia's assistant. She he's become a long story. This whole thing. She was looking for an assistant and he had just gotten fired from his job in New York, came back during COVID and met Olivia and he's become is he's her assistant has been that for forever. You probably see him on her TikToks and her things. His name's Jackson and he's wonderful. So anyway, I get more information via Jackson from Stacy than I do actually from Olivia. I'm always afraid to ask too much, but, um, but anyway, I know it's just, it's going to be so beautiful and just, just, I just hope it celebrates their love. And um, I'm just so excited for it. I can't wait. I can either. It's, I don't even know what other details you want. I just know it's going to be in Rhode Island. It's going to be beautiful. And I love, love, love her family is so wonderful. She's one of five yeah. great brothers and sisters and her parents are amazing. They're great people. So I feel like it's a great union. I'm excited. Yeah. I mean, what else? could you want that's that seems perfect okay so this is all about you now you oh, host podcast yeah. you host the coolest podcast um tell us about it the your mom podcast well, okay it's called your mom which we thought was funny so um my my co-host ashley adamson has been the pac 12 uh, main reporter for the de last 11 years over a decade now and she just has done an incredible job she's amazing um she has two little kids of her own and she got the idea back when Christian was up for the Heisman back in 2015, she came out to the, to New York. Um, and she actually, we did an interview one time together, which was so fun. We, we rewatched that one time and it was wonderful, but um, she watched, she basically watched me yell at Christian. And that was when she got the idea for the podcast. She just, she was, I don't remember what it was about, whether I was pinching him, like stand up straight or whatever was during like a photo photo shoot or something. And was probably yelling at him. She's like, Oh my gosh. She goes, there's nobody that can humanize a child like a mother. So um, she called me up, asked me if I wanted to do this. And I'm like, you know what? I have just like been so sacrificial for moving around for my family, my husband. I'm like, I would love to do something for myself. And um, we, the concept is we interv interview moms of um, famous kids kids that have made it in, in whatever field. Um, we've done mostly football because that's been our connection, football moms, which has been incredible and gotten to hear all their stories. And we've done some um, women's soccer moms as well. Um, but I, we would love to do some actors and actresses branch out into that field. I'd love Taylor Swift's mom. That would be a dream. And we're, we really want to get Donna Kelsey too. She's a bucket list one. So she's uh, sounds she's amazing. I have a, a friend whose son is on the Eagles. So I'm like, go oh, ask her, ask her. But um, she hasn't yet. So anyway, those are just some bucket goals but yes no it's been it's been such a fun time and I've learned so much and the one thing I will say uh, all these women have parented in a different 
different way. Some are incredibly strict, some are incredibly laxed. And I, I, I don't know the secret sauce, but I'm trying to figure it out. I'll tell you that. So I'll get to let you know, maybe if I ever figure it out, I'll call you. That is <laughs> so know what interesting. It is. Wow. That is so interesting. I, I mean, I, yeah, I would love to hear your findings after everything and I'll root for Mama Donna for you and for Mama Swift. Don't you think they would make the best friends? I, yes, absolutely. I, my gosh, I could, yes, they would be, I think they would be really good friends. Yeah. And like yeah. Andrea and Donna, like to me, they're very similar in, in every capacity. Like they're yeah. both, they're, they love their kid unconditionally. That's the one thing. That's the one thing that I will, the one string they, these moms love their children unconditionally, no matter what we interviewed Ryan Leaf's mom. Marsha Leaf and she, I don't know if you know his story. He's got a tumultuous story, but oh my gosh, has he made it? And he's just a fabulous guy. But um, she at one point was was visiting him every week in the in prison. She'd go to prison and visit him every week. And she and then she'd have two days where she'd have to kind of recover from the prison hangover. And she stuck with him. And man, I, I just think that makes all the difference. And you know, other stories, not 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 quite that severe, but um, just of these moms that have just supported their kids through the ups and downs. And they have always, always been there for their, for their kids. And that's inspiring. And that's just something to, for moms to hear. So, but it is, but we focus on their story, the mom's story, where they came from, their upbringing, how they became a mom, like what, not how, but um, how they parent. We all know how. Hey, they all have one thing in common, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. But, um, but no, how they, um, but yeah, but the way they actually parent is different, but they all love their kid unconditionally. So, but yes, I, they, I think um, Mama Kelsey and Mama Swift would be amazing. And I do think they have a lot in common. I just, I have a feeling they both are just, they're very protective of their kids and they love their kids, which is, is kind of inspiring. So uh, I would love to get their stories. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I feel like you've got, you've got some close connections. I feel like you could, you could pull those ones off. We'll try. We will try. We just started the second season up. We just started the second season. So we'll get some feelers out. So this is a good way to do. We're manifesting right now. Yes, okay. Yeah. All right. Perfect segue. Swifties, Taylor, NFL, like what is even happening? I can't know for real. It's so good. I love it. It's, it's making women notice football and watch football now, which is so fun. It is so fun. It's so fun. It's so cool that all of a sudden women are turning on a game, maybe just to see Taylor Swift. And then they're seeing how fun football can be. And they're going to become fans. So one of our ideas is just to break down sports in a really easy way. uh, So that these women who maybe aren't used to watching every sport and don't know every rule can understand it. So as someone who has watched many football games in your life, tell us <laughs> what would your advice be to these new football fans that are like, wait, what is a down and a field goal? And explain this to me. <laughs> I know it. Sometimes when you go to explain it, it sounds like this is crazy. A field goal is three points, a touchdown six, an extra yeah. points one, but you can go for two. Like right. there's so many little intricacies and complications, but basically it takes four tries to get 10 yards for a first down. And your goal is to get a first down. Yeah. Um, I would love to sit down and watch a game or watch film with women. Like we, I've actually, our big joke is we used to do that with Olivia. We're like, but, but I'll equate it. I'm like, Olivia, getting a touchdown is like, walking the runway and not falling and looking incredible and feeling good about yourself and have everybody buy the dress you're wearing. There's that's like, a, that's like, a, she actually knows way more than I, we, we joke about that all the time, but she's gotten way better. Now she knows, but, um, but no, I, I, I would love to give a little bit, just a super easy, simple, um, like, um, 
lesson on what on football. I think it would be so fun. I think it would open, open people's mind, but I don't know. Someone should do that. I think that would be an incredible thing to do because it it is, there's so many little weird things, but I think you can break it down by what by actually watching it while you explain it. I think that would be the easiest because it sounds weird. Oh, it takes four tries to get a 10 yards and it's a hundred yard field. And they just it's it sounds complicated when you're speaking, but I but I I'm like a visual learner. So yeah. if I if I could show somebody on a board or watch film with somebody, I think I think that would be an easier way to easier fix. Let's do a 101 football 101 one day okay fun I'll, I'll text you because I think that would okay. be so well there are so many new fans to the NFL which right. is incredible that one one woman can do that but she can and, and I do think women would explain it a lot easier because I've heard men try to explain it like my husband tried to explain it to my best friend who knows nothing about football the one whose son works for Olivia she yeah. it's we're like she'll he'll grab the little like sugar packets out on the table and try to explain it to her and she just cannot get it it's over oh, it's just it's like pulling teeth but I think if we showed her a play and slowed it down and just the some just the easy easy not the intricacies like the holdings and the and the the calls and whatnot just like the really simple things I think they might be able to get it so because uh, it really is a fun sport and if you do if you do understand it it makes it a lot more fun so Totally. Do you have do you have a favorite part of a football game? What's your favorite thing to watch during a game? Favorite thing to watch? Oh man, um, probably the end when when the quarterback takes a knee and we win. That is my <laughs> ultimate favorite time of the game. I will say that <laughs> after victory, the uh, the V formation. I love that part of the game. Oh, yeah. <laughs> We're ahead. <laughs> well, I mean, Christian and his team are doing that a lot this season. It seems to be a really good season for them little bump in the road before the break, but I think they're ready, ready to get back in action. And we just acquired Chase Young. So let's go. I'm just so excited for the second half of the season. So. How many games do you get to go to? Um, we go to all the home games for sure. And then if it's convenient, we'll go to away game here and there, but we don't go to many of the away games because we have Luke, uh, my baby Luke's playing down in Houston for Rice. So um, I got, we go to all of his home games too. And we did end up going to two of his away games, but that was because we, it just, fell into our lap so but we'd go to all the home games for sure I can commit to those <laughs> awesome well we're really rooting for him this season and and rooting for you and your podcast behind the scenes that's so much fun if we if we have any mom connections we will send them your way oh, please do please we are always looking for suggestions we love it love it yeah anyone you think okay good. I mean I I think LeBron's mom is like the ultimate oh, yeah. story that would be a blast amazing and she just was so young when she had him and uh I don't know Kevin Durant's mom DeAndre Hopkins have you have you done DeAndre oh I would love to do DeAndre Hopkins I first of all, I love him because he's a receiver my husband played receiver and now Luke's a receiver I appreciate a good receiver and he is oh my well we actually met him one time at a Super Bowl we were at a golden goose store with my friend who knows nothing about football she's like now who are you again and she's like tapping his I'm like oh my god that's DeAndre Hopkins I was like starstruck and he's so good looking in person oh really? my god I should have asked him I was we actually didn't have the podcast when we met him this was like yeah in Miami a couple years ago but yes I would love to interview his mom she has an incredible story oh yeah. my gosh yeah and she raised a great kid so yeah I would love to get her because you know she's she's blind yeah. and so every she sits in the front run every touchdown he runs up and hands her a ball and I I, I literally every time they show it I, I get tears in my eyes it's Here. I got amazing. chills just now thinking about it yeah it's incredible, incredible. yeah love to interview her. that's, that's a good one, one. yeah bucket list there you go thank you Awesome. Well, Lisa, this was so much fun. You are are so inspiring and just such a good mom. I can just tell you radiated. Let's not interview the kids, but I'll take it. <laughs> well, thank you for sitting down with us. And um, I uh, can't wait for our football 101 soon. 
I love it. And I love what you're doing, a podcast and a, a platform for all women focused on sports. So thank you for that. Of course. Well, have a great day and we'll, we'll talk to you later. Okay. Thanks. Bye. Thanks. Bye.